0: It is party time, mom. (laughs) Another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Yes, I changed clothes, but uh, I'm wearing this all week long. All week long. It's a different day. I like it. Same hoodie. We got these uh, hoodies. I'm I'm only selling my unapologetic outdoor stuff for now, at
1: least. I'm only selling them at live shows. Josh Jennings. Is that why I don't have one yet? You don't have one. Well, I just got it Sunday. I haven't been to one of your live shows in like three years it's a shame
0: when, when you came to the last live show where was that kansas uh, yeah it was Something wichita like kansas yeah but i got a memory. i still lived
1: there i got a memory yeah
0: i also have a he- hangover so i'm gonna <laughs> drink a little bit of this uh, rock gut tequila here
1: Mm. Mm-mm-mm. party time indeed ah my mother's so proud of me
0: <laughs> ah let's get into it the puppet master mark let's love brandon at the helm dropping us into the nether regions of all things insanity um you were telling me so the Davos thing is going on, World
1: Economic Forum, all of this stuff. I,
0: I mean, how many times do they – do you know how many times they meet like a year? I, so they just had one of those summit deals yeah, not I long don't know.
1: ago. know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, I only ever hear about the, the yeah. yearly one, and my, my invitation gets lost in the mail every year. So. Yeah,
0: I know. Nobody ever invites me to go. Yeah. But
1: I'll tell you, I keep up with it uh, through various people that I know who go over there to cover
0: this thing. Um, and they do some pretty good reporting on it, but uh, they want us all – dead broke uh <laughs> and again everybody says that we're overreacting to this thing a lot of people say we're un- overreacting to this thing that you know shouldn't worry about the great reset shouldn't worry about the world economic forum shouldn't worry about modern monetary theory shouldn't worry about any of that
1: stuff the whole uh, you'll own
0: nothing and be happy was just a, that's just a
1: big joke it's a ruse I, I, it, it is astonishing to me that Literally the same type of people who would have said that about the rise of Mao or the rise of Stalin. Yeah. And 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 again, same concepts. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. That is like if you had a tagline for communism, it would be that. Yeah.
0: I don't know about you, but I've been at places in my life where I owned nothing.
1: <laughs> and, you, and you were never happy. I, were I was you? not happy about it. In fact, my
0: goal was to uh, get my hands on things yeah some more stuff right um i've owned a lot of things and been unhappy too but by and large i will take having stuff versus not having stuff yeah you know the concept of living i mean even look at people look at people brandon who live under a bridge people who live under a bridge still have a shopping cart full of shit that's right you know, I mean, it's America. Our homeless people have shit, often LA, literally shit, entire, as well like, as
1: like rail cars of shopping carts linked together that they'll take with them.
0: Yeah, they'll just, they'll yeah. just hook those things up and go. Yeah. So, uh, even even our impoverished people want to have things. We're we're stuffites, you know. We're we're like the biblical tribe, the stuffites, the
1: stuffites. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, obviously on a more philosophical level, mm-hmm. we want the right to have things uh but but that's, things that's are nice. deep and true yeah, well, yeah that's all i do is deep and true
0: deep and true I, I that sounds like my sex life um i uh well sometimes there's some lies but it's, it's and it's never deep so <laughs> let's be honest nothing about that was deep or true um I think that, uh, yeah, we want to have the right to own things. And I saw a funny meme. I posted it yesterday on my Instagram story that said, you know, how do you report someone if you find out they're making money under the table? And the uh, phrase under this said, you shut the F up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't report anybody. Leave it alone. Let me do my grift. But see, I think that's the World Economic Forum is one big grift. Like they get in there they figure out ways that they can fleece people with ideas like crypto and now, I know all my crypto junkies are going to come at me and stuff like that. But you got to admit, crypto, look at where it's going right now. Like, it was supposed to be some future type of currency or whatever. Now, it's tanked. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you a lot of people lost a lot of money. There are people, if you got out of it. I, I had somebody that sent me a message uh, this morning about a particular stock. And they said, are you still holding on that stock? I was like, what I have, yeah, I'm holding because I have to because it's so far down. But i made you know they're like well it went way down i was like yeah i made money along the way i mean you got to be a smart investor this is not right. like winning the lottery but i think these guys prop up these ideas when they go to davos and they talk about okay we're going to punch this we're going to pump this we're going to you know we're going to do it and then when everybody buys into it then we're going to dump and get out of it and so a lot of that is that
1: that's it's a big fleece in my opinion okay so so this is an interesting question then because it it would seem that there are two ways of looking at the, what's going on there negatively uh which is fun to play around with so so first is is kind of the these are malthusian tyrants basically who think that the world is overpopulated and they want to they right. want to they want to reduce the world population and they want to control the remainder and uh and and use it to presumably build some sort of utopia for themselves that's the one-hand view, but and then your your what you're bringing into this is uh, that that these are grifters and they are seizing on an opportunity to take, say, the the ideological uh, leftists uh, who who kind of run things underneath them, and and get them to get excited about this and in the meanwhile while they're getting excited with this hand they're pulling their wallet out out of the back pocket with the other hand. Yeah. Do you think it's that that it is solely that or do you think it's some of both? I
0: I think I think it's
1: it's all the above. Yeah. They want to be rich. Right. They don't care if you are. Right. They'll fleece you in order to or or if, they do care if you are. They absolutely don't want you to be.
0: Yeah, you you're a worker ant. Yeah. That's all you are you're just in the army you're you're a little worker ant so uh i mean look there as you said before we started taping their official spokesperson at davos for the media is brian stelter right that should tell you everything <laughs> you need to know and i know i know a lot of people are watching the show or listening to this podcast and they're kind of tuning it out cuz they're like so what and it's like you need to think about this stuff I encourage you to get, and this is not this is not just a quick shill. You need to get Glenn Beck's book, The Great Reset. And you need yeah, to read for it. Sure, um, you know it's wow. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't read it, but I I listened to it. I always
1: do the audio stuff for Glenn's stuff. Yeah,
0: wow, this the information that's in there.
1: Um, yeah, but also Brian Stelter should be really careful because these people are the type of people who will eventually cause like a potato famine. People are gonna come after him. They'll go after him. They'll eat him. They'll eat his head.
0: (laughs) They'll eat him first. Um, But I always encourage people to to read up on this because I think this is the future. This is where they're headed. So my theory has always been that the you know you get uber rich. What do you do? You buy a private island, right? You you, you know that's the that's the whole thing. Oh, I got a private island. See, I think these people, the the elites at the top, I think they want the world to be their private island. They got to keep just enough worker bees around. To, to, you know, fund the hive, so to speak, and live off of the labor of their backs. But, yeah, at the end of the day, they don't want you having – because if you have too much, they, there's only so much room at the top. And they're at the top. They don't want you up there. So it's a special club. You're not in it. You don't get to be in it. You just get to fund it. Yeah. You know, I mean uh, and, and that's true of everything. Look at the way our nation is run. You know, they make sure that the the ninety nine percent fund to the one percent at the top. That's why that's why right now, that's why Washington, D.C. and state politics, all that stuff, it's one big, huge grift at this point. A lot of these people, I was talking with somebody who was a special aide to uh Ted Cruz the other day. We were having a beer. And uh former guy who was with Ted Cruz for like, I don't know, seven years. Mm-hmm. And um, we just, he just made a comment off the cuff, and it was so damn true. I was like, he said, uh, he said um, yeah, uh, at this point, it's just a way to, to get your name out there, to get bigger, get richer, to become – that's holding public office yeah you know if you become a congressman you become a senator or whatever that's just another way to get your name out there get some clout and you go out there and you build personal wealth and all of these things it's not about serving the people anymore it's not about yeah. that so pretty much anytime you get to a point where you have an organization like like world economic forum or any of these things the, the people at the top they don't give a shit about the people at the bottom they're not there to serve you they're right. not so uh, and then they got a little puppet mouthpiece like Brian Stelter, who's coming out and talking about, yeah, this is the stuff that's going on. And then they, they you know, they it's a big manipulative <laughs> deal. And then they they couch it all at the front by saying, um, oh, we're protecting the climate, you know, environmentalism and, you know, racial inclusivity and, and acceptance and all of these things, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's up at the front. And then you pull the curtain back and you get the grift. It's all back there. And you're the ones getting screwed. So they're in Switzerland right now figuring out ways to – F you yeah. and take your money and pump out some kind of deal to tell you this is a good deal to invest in or whatever. I mean, do you know how much money I could say? Yeah, I could say, you know what, when you come to my shows, um, you come to my live shows, you buy my merchandise, uh, you just need to know that that all the proceeds are going to help the planet. You know. It's it's all about taking care of the environment and you know, we're gonna get Greta Thunberg a set of braces on her teeth or something. <laughs> and people would pat me on the back oh look at you it's so altruistic you're saving the world you know but i don't do that shit well money goes to me jack your fans wouldn't (laughs) no money goes to me i'm just saying i could build a whole fan base off of that right yeah you know yeah
1: you could be the woke cowboy
0: i yeah well could i i don't know that's a it sounds like a lot of work yeah that sounds like a big hill to climb yeah yeah the lines being woke while you since you brought that up Hmm. uh switching gears a little bit being woke is exhausting It's got to be. It's exhausting. And that's why I love that uh, um, Ron DeSantis, I don't know if we've got that on here. Ron DeSantis just, um, um, he's shutting down everything woke. Like the NHL had a a woke, quote, woke career day Mm -hmm. there in the state of Florida.
1: And he's like, no, you're not. (laughs) You're not doing it. But I mean, they literally were planning it to be. They they were calling it woke. Well,
0: they were calling it woke.
1: That's funny. I I thought they had stopped using that word because it gets used against them so much. It yeah it dies on the vine real quick these yeah. days. But well, basically, that was that was the deal. Imagine, that was the hockey league. Like the, the, imagine <laughs> just Im, it, imagine living in a scenario where the rules are always changing. Yeah. Like, you, what what is fine today will not be fine a month from now. No what you're saying today will will be changed and and also within it i i think like rules uh, might not even be the right word buzzwords yeah it it is a it is a it, it's a sham of an ideology it doesn't have anything behind it it's just this wall of buzzwords that they don't really mean anything certainly not anything good yeah and um and and how they're constructed changes all the time it's a it's a never it's a moving maze uh, no,
0: and and you work real hard to figure out what your identity is and what what category and classification you belong in and then the, the goalpost keeps shifting
1: yeah oh and all the while you got to feel like a victim yeah yeah so you gotta be sad <laughs> anyway I, that's um
0: I, I listen i did you see the other day um uh, when biden was singing we talked about this yesterday on the show did when biden was singing happy birthday to mlk three no like, i did not wife and he forgot her name <laughs> and he just kind of mumbled through it we've got that clip we played it yesterday but play that clip again it's hilarious
1: do it well look my wife has a rule in our family when somebody's birthday sing happy birthday you ready happy birthday to you happy birthday to you Happy birthday, dear Dalvin. Happy birthday to you.
0: <laughs> I mean, at that point, you should have like a coughing fit or something. Yeah, right. Something. like, like <clears throat> Or just stop singing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let the rest of the hold crowd the, hold the mic out as if exactly. you're like yeah, yeah, as if you're John Bon Jovi, and they're getting to the <laughs> yeah. oh, oh living on a prayer. Yeah, Part
0: trust me, John, uh, Joe Biden is living on a prayer. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you got to figure by, out a way. By to the think way,
1: that. I don't know. Maybe this, uh, I, maybe the rules have uh, shifted on this. I didn't think you could sing "Happy Birthday" in public it's r- because it's, it's copyrighted. Racist. It's racist. Well, of course it's racist, but I thought it was racist. also copyrighted. And that's why, like, when you see on TV, nobody ever sings happy birthday all the way through, yeah. it's because they have to pay royalties for it. That's what I've heard. No, nah, surely not. You wouldn't think. You'd you think it's think old enough. You would think but domain. You would think. But what I've heard is that, that the rights are, are retained by the family of whoever wrote it. That's weird. I know. It's probably not true. Probably not true. Welcome bet, to the Chad Prather Show, folks. Yeah. Listen, we're deep and true sometimes. <laughs> we're deep and true. <laughs> we're, we're deepish and trueish. You're deep. I'm
0: true. Yeah, we're deep. We're deepish <laughs> true. Um uh, yeah. But anyway, so that Joe's Joe's an idiot. Joe's a moron. Joe should be going to jail. I don't understand why the FBI still hasn't raided uh, his home. Uh, we got more to get into on all that stuff. But uh, speaking of the Biden administration, their New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds. They should be at odds with you securing your goals for your savings. And uh, you talk about the World Economic Forum. You talk about their plans for your money and the Biden administration with inflation and all their taxes. Uh, listen, folks, if you've had enough games that the government is playing with your savings and retirement, I want you to diversify into something solid. And that is gold. And I want you to use birch gold. Uh, I don't like my money being impacted by stupid decisions by the people in Washington, D.C. Now for over 5,000 years, gold has always withstood inflation. It's the thing people always turn back to for currency in geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes, gold always withstands. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into IRA uh, for precious metals. And here's what you need to do simple. Text CHAD, I spell it Chad, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401Ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold's going to help you. Now, protect yourself with gold today. Text CHAD to the number 989898. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they got thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with the free info kit. Zero obligation. Just make the request. Just text CHAD to 989898, and we'll be right back. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I'm about to piss some people off. When I was a kid growing up, um, my grandfather got up every morning and uh, he went to work and worked hard. He was a bricklayer, had a bricklaying business, my brother's business now. And um, when he got up, guess what Guess what? my grandmother did? She made him coffee and made him breakfast and uh, made sure that his clothes were clean. Made sure that uh, he had everything he needed to go to work that day, and uh, when he came home, guess what? Dinner was waiting on him. And what a novel concept! What a novel concept! I and mean, she made sure his clothes were clean. She she'd run his bath, the whole thing. And I and I know people out there who say, "Oh, that's such an antiquated way of thinking," or maybe a right way of thinking. Uh, maybe, maybe there's something to be said about uh, men at work and women that take care of the home, take care of the kids take care of their husbands, Um, maybe maybe there's something to be said about uh, going back to the way some things used to be. Maybe women women would be happier with that. And maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. But uh, I'm just saying that uh, things were – they were in many ways a lot simpler. In some ways they were a lot more complex. But I think the complexities of those days when uh, people actually knew different roles to play within the home – Now, listen, you can determine whatever your roles are. You, you determine what those roles are. But the problem is everybody's trying to play every role. And that's the point I'm trying to make when it comes to the home, to the family. Everybody's trying to do it all. Everybody's, you, everybody's trying to keep a home, pay for a home, raise the kids, make sure there's food on the table, and make sure that uh, everybody's got a job and everybody's got an income and everybody's got their own car and their own stuff and their own crap. And I, I think we've gotten away from just knowing what our roles are. Now, maybe the traditional roles that have been in a nuclear family, that you maybe that, that you don't like that. Okay, fine. Whatever. You be as liberated as you damn want to be. Um, but, you know, now you got these people on the other side of the world right now in Switzerland that are going to determine your economic future. They're determining your roles. And they're the ones who are telling – they're going to tell you. They're already doing it. You don't even know it. But they're going to use the mainstream media. They're going to use social media. They're going to use all the ways they can beam crap into you to tell you that life is supposed to be lived a certain way. But it's according to their roles and their rules. And they're going to put those roles on you. And again, you're just a slave now. You're a worker bee. I love the fact that I can look back at my grandparents and to some way my parents, uh, again, a lot of those values carried over to my parents. Um, and this idea that people just knew when they got up in the morning, this is what we're going to do. I I, I got a funny story. My, um, my grandfather, I don't think my grandmother didn't have balls of her own. (laughs) My grandfather got up one morning boys and, uh, I mean, he was very cold-natured, and I mean, if it was seventy degrees outside, he had a hat on like Brandon's got. What do you call that, Brandon? A beanie, beanie. Uh, my grandfather, I mean, he he, as soon as he got on the job site, they built a fire in a in a big can. I mean, he he was just cold-natured, and so uh, one morning he got up, he was sitting at the breakfast table, and my grandmother, she said to him, she said, oh uh what do you got going on today and he said well you got this job this job and uh, he said hey will you go in there and pull a coat out of the closet for me and she said you don't need a coat out out. it's it's warm out there she goes not cold enough for a coat and he said well I, i want a coat go pull one out of the closet for me she said i'm not you don't need a coat you don't you don't need to take that with you today and she said, so so where are you going again? And he said, well, when, I open, when it's, I'm i going to be sitting over there at Montgomery Ward when they open the doors this morning. And she said, what are you getting at Montgomery Ward? He said, I'm going to buy a coat. <laughs> and she said, what do you need a coat for? you got a closet full of them. He said, it don't make a damn difference if you won't go get one. <laughs> now, the fascinating thing about that is it didn't cross my grandfather's mind to get up and go get it himself. <laughs> it was her job to go get it. And um, that was always a funny story. Uh, My grandmother used to go out. She'd boil water. She'd heat water on the stove in a pot because my grandfather was a horrible driver. My grandfather, he might have been fiddling with the radio station, looking for a cassette tape to play or smoking a cigarette and and drop it in the floorboard and reaching down there to get the thing and just let the truck drive itself. Right. He was that kind of person. And my grandmother, when it would get cold and the windows would frost, the windshields would frost over, she would warm water up and then go out there and pour it on the windshield so uh, it would get the ice off and uh, maybe not the best practice in the grand scheme of things, but that's what she would do. So uh, She'd go out there and just throw that pot of water on a deal. uh, And then she'd go out there. She'd also go out there and crank the truck so it'd be warming up before he got out there. And, uh, I mean, she just, you know, that's, that was her deal. And she went out there and threw water on it one day, and she didn't realize my grandfather was sitting in the truck with the window rolled down. <laughs> it just threw the whole pot of water in, in there on him. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'd say I it, it's just so funny. they They just knew their roles. They knew who they were and uh, you know my grandmother a- another story my uh my grandfather didn't want to eat leftovers I'm not a, I don't like eating leftovers I don't know about you guys but I'm not a fan of eating leftovers um it's not my thing I I'd, 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 I'd like fresh food if I'm going to eat it and my grandfather didn't like leftovers and we, they, we had a church supper had a church social deal and all the ladies were back there fixing plates you know that's what you call it in the south we're fixing a plate and uh, put some tinfoil over it, take it home, eat it tomorrow. And so the ladies were telling my grandmother, said, so, why don't you fix a plate for Bill? Fix a plate for Bill. And she said, no, he doesn't like leftovers. Well, what do you mean he doesn't like leftovers? She's like, he doesn't like leftovers. He won't eat them. And they're like, well, you need to make him eat him." And she's like, listen, he gets up every morning, six days a week and goes out there to that brick pile and lays those bricks, works hard and comes home. And he can eat whatever he damn well wants to. <laughs> See, I-, I love that. And they were married 65 years, 65 years. Uh, it wasn't always peaches, you know, it wasn't always sunshine, but, but uh, they, they knew who they were. They knew their roles. And that's one of the point I'm trying to tell everybody is, like, the world, the world system has lied to us about who we're supposed to be. You know, and, and there are people who listen to these stories and are like, oh, your grandfather, he was a toxic male. No, he really wasn't. He was a kindest hearted person. He would go in there and sit down at a Waffle House and eat breakfast, wouldn't even eat, order a cup of coffee that cost $2 and tip the waitress $10. You know, because he was just a good person. He's a good soul. And, and he just did his thing and she did her thing and it made it work. And it'd be interesting if we went back to certain values, like certain cultural things of the past where we said, you know, uh, the woman has her place in the home. The man has his place in the home. They both have their place outside of the home, and they work together as a team. Uh, You've heard the whole thing, you know, the man's the head of the home, but the woman's the neck that turns the head and all that. And there's some truth to that, you know. And that notion pisses people off today. Well, if that's how people choose to live, it's not your business to get pissed off. If that's the way they want to live their life and it works for them, then they should be allowed to do that. Now, if you don't want to do it, like I said at the beginning, you don't have to do that. But I'm telling you, there's people with bad intentions on the other side of the world meeting together right now. This World Economic Forum and many, many others, they have roles in place for you. They have plans for you. So you better figure out what your roles are going to be. We have, I I heard Glenn talking about it. On his show this week, where the whole concept of failure to launch, you know, that there was a movie about it, Matthew McConaughey, where he just didn't move out with his parent, didn't move out from his parents' house, you know, and they stay there. So it's a failure to launch, you know, and, and so they say now the age is 37. They don't consider it failure to launch until you're 37 and still haven't moved out of your parents' home. 37. I mean, 37. I mean, you're getting close to middle aged at that point. Uh, 37 years old, they still say under that it's okay to be living with your parents. I'm here to tell you it's not. Uh, but they've made it so that it's harder to go out and be on your own. They want you dependent. They've made you so dependent on the government that you've also got to be dependent on your parents. And we've got this mindset, especially in young people today. This was definitely true of Generation X, my generation. They got this mindset that you were supposed to graduate college. You're supposed to go to college. You're going to graduate college, and you're going to immediately be making the amount of money that your dad made, right? So you got out of college in 1995, and you weren't immediately making $60,000 a year. And everybody was pissed off, you know, oh, you know, because you felt like you deserved that. You didn't realize that your dad had worked 30 years to get to that point in his life to where he's making what he's making because we've developed this instant gratification culture. And then you mix in the wokism that we talked about in the last segment where everybody thinks that not only are they owed something, but you're supposed to honor some form of an identification system that makes them feel better. Well, I'm the kind of guy that's just not here to pat your freaking bobo. I- I'm not here to pat you on the ass and tell you everything's going to be okay because it's, it may not be okay. And that fact is okay. It's okay for kids to, you know, uh, F around and find out sometimes. Um, You've seen that meme going around, that video meme, where the guy's got the graph about, you know, to the degree that you F around is that to that degree you find out. And the more you F around, the more you find out. Um, You know, the better thing might be, why don't you find out? And uh, and 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 then learn what level of effing around you can do before you find out the wrong way. So, get your lip busted, get your nose punched, get your bones broken, get your knees scraped. We're protecting our kids from all of this stuff. You know, we want to make sure they don't get bullied. Um, uh, you know, CJ's CJ's oldest son the other day was playing football at this local ice house we go to down there and where we live in. Uh, playing football, and all the kids are out there playing on a big artificial thing, and he caught the football, and, and this girl was out there playing with him, and she just tried to hit the ball, and when she did, she dug her fingernails in the back of his arm, and it hurt. I mean, no doubt, she broke the skin. And so, you know, I went over there to him. I was like, dang, dude, you got roughed up by a girl, you know? And, of course, CJ went over there and talked to the girl, and the girl said, listen, I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I, You know, it, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, we got to protect our babies, protect our babies. And it's like, no, just let them get hurt a little bit. Because, because in that, you find out what you're made of and what you're made of determines what role you're going to play the rest of your life. That's why women can go out and serve their husbands and husbands can serve their wives and we can do all these things. And it doesn't take anything away from who you are because you know who you are and you're confident in that. Because... Life built you that way. Anyway, we got to take a break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. It's that time of the show where I try to wax eloquent. Folks, in the never-ending game of progressive leapfrog, wherein the off-drawn and redrawn lines of order form a humming blur at the nadir of rationality, there are people in groups who take special care to get out ahead of the parade and flash their colors the brightest. Now, last week, the Los Angeles County Police Department officially banned what's known as the thin blue line flag on the grounds that, are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? You know what I'm going to say. It symbolizes undemocratic, racist, and bigoted views held by extremist groups. Let let, let me say that again. The thin blue line, you know, the flag with the, the American flag with the little thin blue line in it. Yeah. Undemocratic, racist and bigoted views held by extremist groups, or at least that's what the woke people complaining about it have said. Now, if you haven't gotten out much lately and don't know what I'm talking about, you know, you can picture that black and white American flag. One of the stripes in the middle is colored blue. What the flag represents is the thin blue line that exists between social order and social chaos. Now, Let's talk about flags for a moment, and then we'll get back to the uh, regularly scheduled California dipshittery. We all understand, I trust, that the American flag is a symbol, right? The ideological structure upon which this country was founded is made manifest both in its effect and also in its iconography. I can never say that word. Iconography. And the latter is no less important than the former because it is partly the latter that ensures the continuance of the former. Now, in other words— the liberated and free pool of existence in which we swim in this country is a delicate thing that must be maintained. And we maintain two ways through the shedding of blood when necessary and through maintaining our faith in the ideal. Now, if it sounds like I'm using a lot of religious terminology to describe what fundamentally and basically can be thought of as a construct of politics, it's because I am. The two are not wisely separated as is evidenced by the horrors of the past century and most of which fall at the feet of those who, shall we say, felt otherwise. Now. I don't want to go off half-cocked here and say that just because the LAPD is banning the thin blue line flag, that's just one step in a long line of steps towards eventually banning the American flag Except itself, except for the part where I kind of do, because here's the stone-cold fact. Freedom erodes. Do you hear what I said? Freedom erodes. If we don't keep building it up, as I said, with blood and the continued renewal of our faith in the ideal, it will wear away to nothing. And we'll be left standing in a very dangerous hole of our own creation. The police in this country overwhelmingly stand for the continuance of freedom. They risk death every time they put on that uniform. They pin that badge to their chest. And if some of them are assholes, and some are, the goodness of the rest should shine out the clearer. So ban your flag, LAPD. See what good that does. You watch the morale of your police force evaporate along with the ordered liberty they strive to protect. And when your streets get worse and worse and the edifice of American excellence continues to crumble brick after brick, when the center does not hold, perhaps, just perhaps, the day will come when out of the ashes will rise a city full of people who realize the error of their ways. Freedom erodes, but so in the end does tyranny. It's the great entropic truth of the universe. All things in motion tend towards chaos and collapse. When you take away the symbol, you pave the path to eventually take away what it represents. And I think we can all agree that the overall good done by the police in this country vastly, vastly outweighs the bad. A friend of mine, I won't say who, posted something on Twitter the other day saying that uh, he asked the question, is is asking children to recite the Pledge of Allegiance, forced indoctrination. I don't know why we have to go that route with everything <laughs> and make it sound like everything is some kind of a you know, communist camp. Um, here's the deal. The more you rehearse something, the more it becomes entwined with who you are. So symbols like a flag, uh, you know, a badge... You know what's a badge? You put you put the badge on. A cop puts the badge on, takes an oath to protect and serve. And is that forced indoctrination? Is that uh, well? It's not indoctrination. It's a declaration. And so, what it is when you put that badge on, it is a symbol. Those symbols set you apart. Whenever you swatch the parades for the Olympics. And every nation comes in that's competing. They all carry their flag. It sets them apart with their identity, right? Um, it, It identifies who they are and in many ways, not only where they come from, but what they believe. And so there's a reason why people boycott certain Olympics in certain places because of certain political ideals or things that are going on or some form of malfeasance. But you set yourself apart. And, and, you know, listen, you read the Bible. The Bible talks about, you know, the church being sanctified. Um, that means to be set apart. Um, you know, the Greek word for holy, hagios, means to be set apart. It's otherly. It's different. It's not like the rest. Um, we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be um, declaring the things we believe so you know whether it's a flag whether it's a pledge you do those things and and what you say is what you pursue right and what you pursue is what you chase after and and embrace and what you embrace you become so i say you should be declaring these things that's why i love things like catechisms i love i love um um you know uh, out loud readings and uh, of of certain things, whether it's the scripture, the psalms, um, you know, the Declaration of Independence, the you know, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, all of these things. I, I I think that those things are good. We've lost all of those things. You know, why is it that right now, you know, at at the snap of a snap of a finger, I, you know, I I can I can declare the Pledge of Allegiance. I can say it because I did it you know, it was, it was over and over again. We did, I did an event recently. And it's always interesting when you do these events in Texas, these political events, they always do two pledges. They do the pledge to the American flag. They do the pledge to the Texas flag. And it's so funny when you hit the Texas flag, how many people start mumbling? (laughs) Then you got people who know the pledge to the Texas flag better than the one to the American flag. Um, in, in, um, you know, I had, but anyway, I did this event recently, and the guy went up there. They'd ask him to come up there and lead the pledges, and he did the American flag, and then they, they, he started to walk away, and they said, "Uh, you know, hey, hey," and to the Texas flag, and he goes, "Yeah, I don't know that." <laughs> sort of like Joe Biden reading, uh, you know, uh, with the singing "Happy Birthday." Don't just don't know what you don't know. Um, but yeah, I why we got to get away from the symbols? I think the symbols are great. Right, they 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 stand for something other, and uh, so anyway, freedom erodes, people. Freedom erodes, and that is so true. Um, You know, Ronald Reagan said it best. We're just it's just a generation away from extinction, and that's true of anything. That's why I go back to what I said in that last segment, man. You got to know who you are. You got to know who your roles are, what your roles are, and and what part you're playing in this this game of life. Because you only got one, man. You only have one life. And when you know who you are, I'm going to talk about this a little bit in the next segment. When you know who you are, boy, they're going to come after you. Because as long as you're the little worker bee, the little worker ant that's marching to the orders of the queen and the hive, you're fine. I'll tell you this before we go to break. And this is the truth. So listen, listen closely. Everybody listen closely. What I'm going to tell you. It's time to do some things that make yourself stand out because what's been done ain't working. We're, we're losing everything. We are, we're losing everything. And you better do some things that make you stand out. If you're going to make a difference. And I had somebody sent me a message through my website just yesterday. And they said, um, you know, I'm tired of all your cowboy conspiracy theories. I was like, shit, I like that. That's awesome. Um, it, it, they were like, you need to get back to – and I was like, I don't know what you're referring to, but I dig it. Because that means, that means you may not like it, but it means I'm standing out. If you went through the effort to fill out the form on my website at watchchad.com, where all the fun stuff is, to send me a message – or to go leave me a review where podcasts are, that means I scratched an itch somewhere or irritated something. Put that burr in your saddle. And by God, that's what we're here for. Hang tight. We'll be right back. So I was um, – the other night I was I was somewhere and ran into somebody that I had not seen in a few years, a few years. So he and I got caught up on some stuff. We were talking and uh, I, I always get fascinated, guys. I always get fascinated when somebody tries to, like, uh, play you down to you. Like they want to tell you – that they're not as impressed with you as, in their mind, they imagine you think they should be. Does that make sense? Like you're talking to somebody, and in their mind, they're like, "I bet Chad wants me to think he's important." I, I don't. <laughs> but that's a weird psychology that happens. Like you know, I know Chad has kind of gone to these this other doing all these things that are whatever. In their mind, I guess they figure uh, whatever successful or cool or what I don't know. You know, my, my name maybe has gotten out there a little bit. And they're like, he probably thinks he's special. Well, I'm going to show him he's not. <laughs> well, A, I don't think I'm special. And B, you really could save the energy uh, trying to do it. But you, you run, I run into these people all the time who want to remind you that they knew you way back when. Like, I, I know that. Um, and then they want to beef it up and start telling you what other people have said about you. Now, the people who talk bad about me, I mean, like, you know, that consistently do that. And there are people out there who consistently talk bad about me that know me personally. I'm not talking about the Internet trolls. I'm not, I'm not talking about those folks. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the people who actually know me personally, have had some dealings with me in the past. Those people. It's, it's just a handful of them. I mean, there may be. everybody may honestly hate my guts, Brandon. I don't know. But I think by and large, it always comes back down to a handful of people who some for some reason or another, and they all have their reason, they feel like I wronged them in some way. You know, maybe we were doing business together or something like that. And I went another direction and they got pissed off about it and they didn't like it. Um, you know, to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever done those people actually wrong. They just it was a perceived deal. But. uh They always want to tell you, oh, yeah, I I ran into so-and-so the other day. We went and played golf, and he was talking about you, telling us that blah, 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 and it's usually something negative. And when I hear that, I laugh. I laugh because the beautiful thing is I have not thought at all about that person. Like, they never, they don't cross my radar. Um, You know, if their name comes up, I say good things about them and move on. But I don't talk about them. But it amazes me that they still talk about me. Now, everybody listening to this, you have those people who run their mouth about you. And they're, they're just clucking chickens, man. If they're talking about you, that means you're doing something. You're standing out in some way. And hopefully they're talking about you, you know, if, if again, if they're saying things that you don't deserve, that's good. That means they're jealous of you. There's something that you're doing that, that's bothering them uh, because they'd like to be in that position to be able to do those things. So don't listen to that stuff. Now, if you went out there and murdered seven people, they might have a reason to be talking about you. But if you're just living your life, being successful, you know, oh, did you see so-and-so got a new car? Uh-huh, got a new Mercedes, must think there's something special. Yeah, that. I mean, whatever. If If you think... Somebody buying a car is is something special. Maybe they just got good credit. Um, whoopie do. That's no reason to be bothered by that. But there are people who actually get offended. Um, over what you're doing successfully. When you're successful, I don't know anybody that's successful. And and I mean, when I say successful, I mean successful in 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 how they. You know, with their relationships, their family, their business, the money they make. I mean, success by the world's definition of success. I don't know anybody that's successful that got there by accident. I just don't. I don't know anybody that just woke up one day and suddenly they were, you know, millionaires. I don't you know, and I'm not talking about lottery winners. I'm talking about people who actually accomplished something besides picking numbers. Those people systematically built something with a purpose and a plan they didn't give a rat's ass about the naysayers and the negative people that were in their life they didn't they didn't care about those people uh they just knew that they were in the game and the and the and the barking you know peanut gallery they were up in the stands they weren't even participating, but they got up every day they didn't look around them they kept their eyes on the goal they kept their eyes on where they were going, and they systematically built something incrementally slowly and you know. I've seen people who um, have been in the same shoes I'm in. You know, you 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 make a video on social media, and one day it goes viral, and suddenly people are asking you questions, and maybe you you know. And I know people who have like me, been able to take that and build it into some successful business dealings, and move forward, and maybe even build a career out of it. I've seen people who have done that, built it, developed it, created the relationships. You know, help the relationships grow, and it becomes something. Then I've seen people who, boom, that happened, and it lasts for a little while, and they don't know what to do with it, and then boom, they're gone. You never hear from them again, right? I mean, do you remember a couple years ago that lady that went viral? And sitting in her car, she bought that Chew- Chewbacca mask. You remember that? Did you guys see that video? The thing went wildly viral, right? And I don't remember the lady's name, but but I was like, this lady, she was on like the tonight show, they had her on all the talk shows all because she just got tickled at every time you'd open your mouth and make the Chewbacca sound and she couldn't stop laughing. And the video went like, I don't know, a billion views, but poof, it was gone. Right. Because I can remember thinking, man, I hope she builds a business out of this. Right. But she didn't, not to my knowledge. And if you know about this, you could correct me on that. I'd love to, I'd love to hear it. But, uh, I can remember thinking because when I see somebody that goes, you know, viral or something like that, I was like, wow, you got lightning in a bottle. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with it? Um, and that's not just with that. That's one example. There's so many other things that, that you can do in life to set yourself apart and know who you are and, keep, and run your race, by the way. Stay in your lane because those people out there that are barking, they're trying to get in your lane. Don't 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 worry about that. Don't let don't let that trip you up if they come in your lane. You just keep running forward. Set yourself apart. Stay a step in front, and don't let that negative BS. Now it's hard. It's hard not to listen to it. Um, learn to laugh at it a little bit because it tells you that you're being seen, that you're doing something that's causing some attention, and uh, they want to be where you're at. I'm just telling you guys. That, that's that, those are nuggets. And the more you do that, you won't worry about these guys over here in Switzerland at at Davos, these guys at the World Economic Forum who are trying to tell you how to be. You won't worry about the persecution online when somebody tells you you're not woke enough or you're some kind of phobe um, because you won't be afraid of anything. You're already not afraid of anything. Just keep marching forward. Set yourself apart. I got some more stuff I need to tell you. Do not go anywhere. Hang tight. We'll be right back. I always love it when Mark starts counting me in for the next segment, and I feel a burp well up in my. <laughs> From taking a drink of something in the in, during the break, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Let's talk about Fort Wayne, Indiana for a minute, because that's where I'm going to be February 3rd uh and uh it's gonna be cold i got a feeling it's gonna be cold but uh just booked the flights gonna be at uh pierre's and i want you to come up there get a ticket you can go over to uh there's that burp com. my name live.com com, and uh come see us don't forget joplin uh missouri on the 27th of january that's where we're going to be uh, kicking off the Buckwild Comedy Tour, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, get the few tickets that are left over there. You can get them, again, chadpratherlive.com. And I, I think it's time, folks. It's time for you to pull the trigger and subscribe to blazetv.com. Go to blazetv.com slash chad. Use promo code chad because I want to get the credit, all right? I want them talking about me around here. It's what I want. I want to stand out. And uh, why are all these people subscribing to Blaze and using Chad's promo code? Because we love him. We love him. <laughs> and uh, listen, we appreciate you guys so much. Do not forget uh, not only to uh, to to join us tomorrow, but go get Chad Robichaud's new book, Saving Aziz. I'd love to see Chad on the bestseller list. He deserves it. Any guy that, you know, takes all these trips to Poland, you know, helping refugees and As well, you know, got 17,000 people out of Afghanistan. He deserves our support. Saving Aziz. Tomorrow, we're going to get off the rails with a week in review. Love you. God bless you. See you then. Bye.